Hey, welcome to Guitar Knobs, the guitars, gear, noise, and nonsense podcast hosted today by these knobs. Tony Dudzik, Pick Guardian. Jared Brandon. Brandon Wound. Pickups. Hello, everyone. This is Todd Novak. Thank you so much for joining us for another fantastic episode of the Guitar Knobs. Uh, this is our little baby that we that we walk down the street Wee. hand in hand with all of you out there. <laughs> listening to us whine and cry and fall down. <laughs> oh, boom. Uh, Jared. Yes. What do we do on the guitar knobs? We interview boutique builders of awesome gear. And we also do 101 stuff and we learn things. And um, once in a while we have a, a big company on like uh, the speaker company that we did. Or, you know, a, we might have a bigger guitar company on later on down the road. Who knows? Who cares? Let's just have fun and talk about gear. Yeah. The, gear. the Boutique Builders is our sweet spot. It is. And we celebrate them. And we've got one from far away today. Who are you, sir? Hello, I'm Joe from Hello Save It Effects. Hello, Joe. <laughs> what do you know? <laughs> what do you know, Joe? Uh Joe Halliday from Hello Sailor Effects. Uh, hopefully, you've seen uh, his his, uh, his pedals and effects out there on the internet. The more than likely the Instagrams. He's uh, sort of made his mark with the, I guess, for lack of better terms, Sailor Jerry style tattoo flash art on his boxes and colorful and fun and awesome uh we've mentioned him on the podcast before uh, he sent out a, a pedal for us to check out it was the the underdrive if you recall the broadside underdrive which is uh, will scramble your brain if you try to figure it out so it <laughs> we won't we won't get into just that plug just it now. in and play just plug it in and play plug and so, play uh joe we're gonna have a great time t- talking to you getting to know you and sharing uh sharing your your brand stylings and products with the rest of the world and where are you calling from? Um, right now I'm calling from Portsmouth, England, um, down the south of the country. And where are you originally from? I'm from Liverpool originally, but uh, travel with work, so... I thought you were going to say Nashville. Yeah. <laughs> 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 All right. Well, I'm sure everybody will cue in to some of the... Uh, some of the little idiosyncrasies in, in uh, his his colorful accent that uh, those of us don't aren't aren't normally listening to, and everybody who li- listens to him from over in the UK is gonna be like, "What's the big deal?" Exactly. <laughs> um, is there uh, aside from your pedals? Is Liverpool known for anything else? Uh, the best football team in the world. Ah, the oh, oh, man. Oh. Uh, I don't, now you woke up the UKs. I, I don't totally dis. I don't totally. They're 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 um they're number two in my heart. But uh, anyways, what we won't we won't we won't trod upon that pitch, so to speak. Um, uh, anyways, okay. Blah, blah, blah. So we got some uh, announcements that we're gonna do here. Uh, real quick, we're gonna hit we're gonna hit up Road and say, hey Road, thank you for supplying our awesome audio equipment, the Rodecaster Pro, this beautiful baby capturing our voices right now and processing them into digital Ones delights. and zeros. Ones yes. and zeros. Uh, and we also have the Procaster mic, which has uh, been capturing our lovely velvety voices for yes. several years now. Thanks. Uh, so these are f- mighty fine instruments. If you are considering getting into podcasting, I highly suggest the Rodecaster Pro, or if you're just recording your band in your basement, this is also a pretty sweet thing to be able to use for that. Are you ever going to let us push the effects buttons? Nope. Uh, anyways, yeah, it's got all kinds of crazy effects, uh, effects pads that you can, you know, put in for sounds and junk and um, make whatever you want. Make fun. Like like at the beginning, you know, when we do, you know, when we do our intro. Really? <laughs> we could put that on one of these silicone pads and I just hit it. But I do that in post anyway, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> Anyways. You're giving, you're, you're letting them see behind the curtain, Todd. A little bit. Everybody and, thinks you know that what? you play that every time. On, on that note, on that note, you know, for information purposes, uh, we run four microphones in here plus a external uh call in uh, through the the usb port here that's running on 
five separate channels. Those channels are then mixed and EQ'd individually in Logic X on, on Mac, and then down to a signal channel, single channel, and then that's chopped up and hacked up so that we don't sound like complete morons to the best of our editing ability. I was wondering how you did that. It's a very, very lengthy process, but it's worth it. It is worth it. All right. Uh, we also, I want to just hit on Instagram again, just real quick. We mentioned this on the last podcast. If you are out there on Instagram and you see us, just give us a follow. It'll, it'll really make me happy. It, it brightens my day when someone says, yes, as a matter of fact, I will take more of your content. Shove it down my throat. Why don't you, uh, you know, we're trying to grow, we're trying to grow the channel and it'll be really helpful. So make sure you go over to Instagram and just hit follow, just follow, drop me a, a DM, the direct message on Instagram. Tell us what your four on the floor is. Share a thought. Tell us why you listen. Ask a question. Yeah. We've had that. Oh, yeah. We had a great question on the, on the last one. Yes, we did. Fantastic. Uh, so we'd love more of that. Anyways, so that's some announcements. Gentle, gentlemen, anything from you guys? Tony, um, Jared? Jared's got a big purple cup to match his big purple shirt. He's not wearing a purple shirt. No. <laughs> he's, got, he's got a big purple brand. It's the exact color of the shirt, too. Oh, How did just, you do that? It's great ape. Uh, my yeah. wife got this for me. She knows I love the color purple. Interesting. I don't right. like Barney, though. I never got into Barney. No, but you would make a great Oh, my you'd God. You'd make, make an awesome Barney. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. All right. Anyways, so let's get into what's going on in our music world this week. Jared, tell us what's going on in your music world this week. Well, everybody knows that I'm a pickup guy, and that's what I do for a living. And um, That could have many com- connotations. Let's just be clear. Guitar pickups. <laughs> That's yes. true. Okay. He's a pickup guru. That, that's funny. Yeah, you don't like pickup <laughs> suitcases from, quote, Bogota. That's or, laugh uh, kind of funny, too. Uh, oh, yeah, <laughs> I forgot about that. It's laugh funny, not funny funny. Yeah. Bad funny. Uh, so anyhow, I do a lot of rewinds, and, and rewinding pickups are one of my favorite things to do because it's I really like seeing an old, tore-up, mangled uh, pickup because I know it's going to look f- nice and fresh and restored. Or still look old, but yet working um, for the customer. So recently I got in a set of um, mid-60s humbuckers, and they're extremely rare because the color of the coil wire is red and green. And that is ex- and is very, very rare color that uh, Why is it mixed? Uh, because they... They had a, a small amount of green wire at a certain time, and they just used it up. Uh-huh. And so one coil is red, one coil is green? That's exactly right. It's that's like cool. a little Christmas. It's, Christmas. it's a Christmas pickup. Yeah. But, wow. uh, yeah, so uh, I shared that on the the Facebook and the internets and the Instagram. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's just, just a very simple yet very interesting little factoid about the old uh, humbuckers from back in the day. That's really cool. So yeah, that that kind of brightened up my week that I got to see that. Interesting. Yeah. Also, I'm getting ready to visit some guitar builders. Uh, going back to Nashville to to visit some guitar builders this week. So in preparation for that, I'm I'm really working hard to try to uh, present something that you know might flourish into. To more business. That's so fantastic. Nice. That too. That's that's so. what that's for. You're supposed to go there to, to you know to go there business. to meet and then go there to sell. Yeah. yeah. Tony, how about yourself? So I've been going through. Uh, I have a, a couple of old star guild starfires um, that have big. I like on those. Them. And I do too, obviously. And I've got. Can you can you just elaborate on what a guild starfire? So it was guilds of. Uh, um, basically, it's a full hollow body mm-hmm. uh, instrument, especially the ones from the 60s, um, that, um, you know, single cutaway. Uh, they did make a double cutaway version later, but the, the ones that I like are early 60s. And, uh, and that's a single cutaway. Single cutaway in right. the early 60s, correct. And the body isn't quite as big. When you're saying full hollow body, I think a lot of people's brains... Oh, like a full size? Might go to like a thickness. Gretsch kind Yeah, of so it's a... No, it's, a, it's thinner... Um, so it would be, I forget the actual thickness. Thinner. It's very thin. It's much thinner. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. That's a scary movie. Um, but anyhow, uh, 
basically it was Guild's uh, answer to, I guess, what Gibson was putting out at the time. Some of the thin uh, Gibsons, like the 335s and, and different things like that. Well, is it... Um yeah. Uh, okay. Or Keep like a more. It's probably more of like a thin one ES one seventy five. Yeah, that's that's right. Because the three thirty fives have a block in them. Yeah, and they're much thinner. Um, no, no. Than the Starfire. No, I think they're about the same. Uh, okay. Yeah, they're about the same uh, thickness, okay. under two inches. So, um, so anyhow, mm. I guess my. Oh, that's right. I forgot. <laughs> you've you've seen so many of these in I, your I in have. your career. I like them. Um. So I've got a couple of, of, of really old ones. I've got a 62 and a 61. And uh, what was it a 60, 64 maybe? Anyhow, there's Starfire 3s. I guess, the, but the point I was getting to is I, I've had some reissue ones that have newer style Bigsby's. And I don't know if anyone else out there has noticed this. Um, and I don't know if it's from wear and tear or whatever, but every one of the vintage Bigsby's on the guitars that I play is incredible. Doesn't knock the guitar out of tune. It's very smooth. Um, but then I'll pick up one of the reissues, and it doesn't matter if it has a U.S.-made Bigsby or one of the import uh, models. They just are not the same. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm just not sure what changed over time if, if, the, if, the, if the company that's making them now is is doing something different or mm-hmm. using different tolerances or whatever. But I've, I'd be curious to see if any of our, our listeners out there have had a similar uh, issue. Well, there's a gap in the market there. What's that? A bump in the there's market? There's a gap in the market. Someone could uh, oh, measure out an old one and, uh, and reproduce it. There's definitely a, a, yeah, I mean, a if marketing it, gimmick. Or, if that's it, I mean, the, the, the question is, you know, is it because the the unit itself is over 50 years old or is it, did they do something different if different tolerances or different springs or different you know it, it could be almost anything but i mean I, i've just really noticed that and especially on the import models so i'm guessing that that has to do with materials mm. um but yeah. that's that's just you know so yeah i was digging through my cases the other day and pulling those out and monkeying around with them a little bit well i don't think you're alone because i think most especially with the boutique builders you rarely are seeing boutique builders using the gip the the bigsby's yeah. these days they're using uh some of the other variants and um yeah the one that like the less is it the less trim yeah the, um, with the giant's Sort of springs yeah. sticking out and the really big arm. Yeah, yeah. That, I think isn't it a Duesenberg or something? I, I, yeah, I think they came out with that. But I know a couple. Of, uh, Novo is using that. I think uh, on some of the models. Yeah, Nutter uses those. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Uh, anyways, well, that's cool, Lottie Dottie. Yeah. So just just a just an observation and uh, and and a uh, a provocateur to uh, get a conversation going. Yeah, you said it right. I didn't. <laughs> last time uh let's see joe how about yourself well this week i've kind of been on a journey of wood which which is odd for a pedal builder but um yeah i a while ago i had a custom telecaster neck made um a 24 or a 24 inch gibson scale 24 and three fourths or whatever uh, american that is and it's amazing and the guy who made me this neck got me it got me thinking maybe i should get a whole guitar commissioned so I've kind of um, been searching out wood for that. But because this is going to be uh, the guitar to end all guitars, <laughs> I thought I'm having Brazilian rosewood. That is happening. So uh, On the body? Uh, no. Oh, no uh, it's, it's just a fretboard. Okay, I was going to say, so, <laughs> you're well, a braver uh, man than I. <laughs> yeah, be heavy. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, so I, I bought this um, fretboard blank. It sounded amazing and oddly enough smelled amazing. Um, and then it got me thinking that, no, no, I can do a whole neck. So I searched out a antique table from, I think it's from 1830. It's oh. a William V table with two solid rosewood legs. So one leg is enough to get a solid rosewood neck out for my guitar. And then another neck, uh, sorry, another leg to, I'm going to get it chopped down into fretboard blanks just to, you know, spread the love a bit, uh, maybe sell them on reverb. Wow. Uh, yeah, so, so I've been on a real journey of wood, like looking at antique tables. My wife thinks I've gone crazy. She's like, <laughs> we are not having that in the house. Like, it's not for the house. I'm going to cut it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. I'm trying to so, think of a good joke to, to tie in for legging it. 
you know, which is the, <laughs> the, the, your term for let's split. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did you, I, I don't know if you've had a chance yes, to, so map, to map out the body yet, but uh, I was really surprised cause I, I've, I, and some of the 24 and three quarter telecasters, the bridge literally only has to move about a quarter of an inch closer to the neck. I mean, also, I, with, I, with my with my Telecaster, I actually bought. I don't know if you've seen slick guitars, like a real cheap, um, foreign made with with slick's name on Telecaster oh. with one pickup. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I, I got one of them with a, it's got a solid brass wrap over bridge. So yeah. I bought that and I rooted the body out for regular Tele pickups, uh, mounted the pick guard, and so basically I've got this swamp ash body with already a wrap over bridge on. And uh, I'm rooted out, but regular Telecaster um, wiring and pickups in it. And and also got the neck change, so it's now a Gibson scale length as well. So it's like the most Les Paul telly uh, in the world. <laughs> I love That's it. That's great. I love it. Well, yeah. I, another issue I have is with the Telecaster or the Fender is I dig in with the pick, so it hits the, the, the pick guard and, and really annoys me. So I got him to make the neck thicker so that it's not, it's, the strings are away from the body a bit like a Les Paul. And I can lift the bridge, and, I, and it feels just like a Les Paul. Huh. Well, that's that <laughs> is interesting. You're gonna have to make sure you share pics of that. Yeah, for send sure. some send some follow up photos. That'd be well. Cool. Well, I, I mean, I nitro sprayed it myself and um, relicked it because I'm a heathen. <laughs> and, um, well, you know, I mean, and the neck. Don't get me wrong, the neck is fantastic. I mean, if anyone gets a chance to look at Maybrick guitars, I think he sells on on Instagram. Another Instagram seller, but he, he made like I like fat necks. And he kind of took me telling him what I want and made it into the perfect size, shape. You know, the guy wanted me to go to his workshop and shape the neck with my hand so it fitted my hand all the way wow. up and down the neck. You know, it's just it, the, the pinnacle of, of amazingness. You know, I, I've had a lot of guitars, but this neck just feels like home. And I've not had it long, so um, that's really good. Do you have uh, pretty big paws? No, I have really small girl hands, but it's just like a handful. <laughs> That's why he can build effects pedals. Yeah, but he didn't. He, he has, the dexterity. He has small hands, but really fat fingers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. I, I have this weird awesome. thing about if something is really, really hard to do and something's really easy to do, I'll pick the hard one every time. So yeah. a fat neck with small hands or the largest component you can think of that doesn't fit in a pedal, I'll find a way to get that bad boy in there, you know? Yeah, mm. that's interesting. I think you and Wooly have a lot in common. <laughs> uh, so that's really cool. What color did you paint it? Uh, shell pink was was me uh, telly. So and it's got a an anodized uh, gold pickguard, an aged one from from a where's it get from Rebel Relics over in Europe. Wow, nice. That's quite so, a guitar. Well, I went for like you know five way wire and harness from Monty's guitars. So it's got um, humbucker or both pickups in in series. Then it's got the neck, the, the middle position of a Telecaster. Then the bridge, and then the last position, the fifth position or first position, however you want to look at it, is the bridge pickup with thirty percent of the neck blended in, just for a bit more fatness. It's just so versatile. Hmm. Huh. That's so. But now. The normal person would get this amazing guitar better than anything they've ever played and go, right, I'm happy now. And I never, I thought, he only made 50% of this guitar. What happens if he makes the whole thing? <laughs> wow. So, so I kind of, uh, I, I built him a few pedals. We did a few deals. And, I'll, you know, his, his, his guitars are, are real cheap for what they are because he, he's doing it part-time at the minute. But it's, it's, it's fully custom guitars, hollow body, start at £1,000. That is ridiculous. That's, that's so, super low. Yeah. And I think once the world realizes what the way, they're going to go in the thousands. But, um, I mean, these Telecaster guitars just from scratch are like 500 pounds to start. Wow. And, you know, you stack everything out yourself. So I'm going for a hollow body this time. It's kind of a, a shrunk down 339 or 339, as you guys say. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, so it, it's, it's like, it's his own body shape, but it's, it's a bit smaller. But it's in a vein of a, a three nine. I've this designed a headstock myself as well. Um, so as long as you don't pick a Gibson headstock or, or you know another brand, he's happy to do anything. Wow! And, and of course, the solid Brazilian rosewood neck is like a 
this is going to be a dream come true. Wow. that That's incredible. That part of it right there. Yeah. Especially if it's from well, the 1830s, you say. Jeez. Yeah, well, I, I paid. I, I haggled down. And I got the table for about 400 pounds. I really hope my wife's not listening to this, by the way. Oh, wait. Okay, Four, so, 400. So that's, uh, that's about seven seven fifty. No, it's no. At this point, it's down. It's down? That's about $500 yeah. now. Really? It's, it's, it's really similar. So so that was five, $500, we'll say. And I'll get a couple of... Uh, fretboard blanks that'll probably pay for the pay for the table itself. Um, wow! So that's just, and if, oh, the, if I'm having a nightmare with so my week's spent chasing it down. So it's um it's it's now in a warehouse somewhere waiting to be delivered, which is not ideal. But interesting. We'll see. You you know uh, I'm not a woodsmith by any stretch, but uh, if you if the top you could get the top planed to to be able to pull. Uh, laminate off for like a, a a body top i would imagine i well i've i've, I've also bought a a curly maple top that is just well it's a two-piece two-piece top that is you know it's not overly flamed but the flame's deep and there's some real nice grain on it so I, i'm i'm gonna stick with it well that was a, a pretty cool man that's that sounds like a fantastic guitar i cannot wait to it sounds wacky it sounds kind of crazy and, and, and blingy and all kinds of stuff. Um, how, about, so, how about you, Todd? What was going on in your musical world this week? Well, thanks for asking, Tony Baloney. Uh, I have got, I was having an, I had an onstage patch cable issue. Mm. Oh, and it's kind of connected to my, uh, my volume pedal. And so I, I switched guitars and when I replugged in, um, I got about half the volume out of my Hagstrom Viking, and I was like, what? what's going on? And it, it sounded like doo-doo. So I uh, said, "What? Uh, i got to fix this. So I hit my friends up at uh, Three Monkeys Amps and Solderless. Solderless. God dang it. <laughs> you can't say that, I can't, can well, I'm you? looking at it. There's a big <laughs> L in it. Solderless. Yeah, what well, is so dumb? Anyways, <laughs> they make really great solderless cable systems. Um, we've tried a couple, and at, at least for uh, the, these ones, I, I really like, and they're great dudes. So I put in an order over there, and they sent it out to me. And uh, and on the bottom, there's a monkey with a gun. That's a little scary. Better than soldered. It says on the hashtag better than soldered, soldered, soldered. Uh, so I'm going to, I'm going to hook up my board and, and, uh, then we got to talk and I'm like, man, I'd love to have you guys back on. Cause they were, they've got extensive knowledge, not only in building, they make, they make one of the best boutique amps out there, the three monkeys. And then they started the, the, their cable systems but they have extensive experience in actual like rig touring, gig touring. Uh, one of their three partners is um, Brad from uh, Aerosmith. He's got a signature right there. He sent it to us. Kind of cool. Anyways. Oh, how about that? So, yeah, they know what they're doing and they're fun and they're going to be back on the show. So we're setting that up. Thank you to Three Monkeys for shipping that out so quickly. That was fantastic. So I get to do that. Yeah. Very excited. Look, they look like it's a pretty simple way to put those cables together, too, it with the instructions really, on the back. It really, really is. Actually, you know what I was thinking about doing is getting a, a real cheap cigar cutter uh, because they're, the whole thing is, you, you know, you don't want to use pliers necessarily because that'll basically pinch, yeah. pinch it. You, know? you don't want to use a sawing so, action. You want to do something. Right. Like. So they suggest using a utility knife to just cut through it like, a, like an actual knife. But then I thought... I thought, hey, wait a minute. What if I use a cigar cutter? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So I might do that. See what happens, right? What's the worst that can happen? I I can, it won't work and I'll cut another little piece off. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Anyhow, so looking forward to that. Just got that and uh, very exciting. Oh, hey. One, two, one, two, three, four on the floor. Oh man, we are excited for this. We got Joe Halliday from Hello Sailor Effects. He's going to share his four on the floor. Go for it, Joe. Right. So first of all, I have an always-on clon pedal. Um, now I've never tried the clon pedal before, but I've, I've got a friend, Simon. He sent me one from JSA Effects, which is a, a pretty unknown effects company um, in the UK, and he makes these pedals one at a time. There's no artwork or color to speak of, but what's special about it 
is it's a it's in a direct replica of a clone, only not using op amps like the original. It uses transistors or discrete amplifiers to do the same job. So instead of having three op amps, I think it has. I've not looked at the circuit personally. It has nine transistors, or six JFETs and four uh, three transistors to do the same job, which is unnecessary and probably makes no difference to the sound. But I like that. <laughs> it's kind of different. <laughs> you, maybe you should have called your company Three Lefts. Yeah, <laughs> that's actually a really good pedal company name right there. Three lefts to make it right. All right, <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> so, uh, so anyway, the, it turns out it, it is a little different to my ears, which are really untrained, and I've spent a lifetime in noisy machinery rooms, so probably not that accurate. But it has a lot more low mid uh, punch from the pedal, and that's kind of where I like my sound to be. So. Um, that, that's underneath my pedal board and it's on all the time. It literally, with not a lot of gain on, next and on, the volume at equal and the tone just to give it a little bit of a, a push to poke through the mix or if I'm at home, I, I trim that back a little bit to make it sound a bit nicer, you know, uh, outside of the band mix. But yeah, that's, that's my first one. And It almost you know, sounds like... As far you, as pedals go... It, it, sorry, it, it almost sounds like you're using it like an EP booster. Yeah. Exactly, exactly how I used to use the EP booster. That's the one. Gotcha. Uh, you know, it, it just, it adds something to the sound that you don't notice until you turn it off. And you're like, what the heck? Something's just changed. Right. You know? Yeah. Right on. Uh, well, you're going to have to send a picture of that since it, it, it's, uh, that's probably going to be hard for us to find so we can put it on the, the four on the floor uh, blog. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll take some pictures of it. And Great. From different angles and stuff. Cool. And uh, so moving on from that, my second pedal is the Antares Overdrive from Tate FX. Now, this is a, a they'll probably go mental with me saying this, but it's a tube screamer type pedal. So <laughs> uh, a mid pushed overdrive, if you like. Uh, but it's got a clean blend on it, which, you know, for, I wanted this pedal for the longest time. And um, Stu from Tate FX graciously sent me one. And um, I, my idea of it was I was going to turn a clean blend to fully wet and forget about it. doesn't need a clean blend because I don't play bass. However, um, when I've got the pedal and I started messing with it, the clean blend is just amazing. Uh, it just You can get a lot more gain out of the pedal and still keep a bit of clarity as well, you know. Um, and it doesn't do the whole shelving off the bottom end that the, that the Tube Screamer does. Uh, it's just it's a fantastic um, pedal. It does everything you want from a tube screamer and none of the stuff that you don't. That sounds fantastic. Uh, I'm personally a fan of having being able to blend in a little bit of clean because uh, especially with the style of music that I'm that I play personally, it helps give it a little bit of that almost like a straight through the amp kind of sound, but you still have you still get the saturations and the overtones from whatever drives you're using, um, but still it sounds kind of ampy. Yeah, exactly. And it, it's like most people think a turned up amp sounds like a turned up overdrive, and it really doesn't. There's like less gain or less distortion and, it, and a bit more clarity to it. And that, this does that. So, yeah, it's really good. Yeah. Um, and, and Stuart from TateFX is like the nicest guy you're ever going to meet. I mean, um, he, he helped me out designing uh, a few of my other pedals and sent me free pedals. And, you know, I'm, I'm practically a nobody. He's, he's selling his, uh, his pedals nationwide in the UK. And, and he took the time out to, to help a competitor, if you will. Um, absolutely fabulous. So you should buy a pedal off him just for that. <laughs> Fantastic. Cool. That's number dose. What do you have for number three? Okay. So number three is my favorite circuit of all time. And, it, when I'm buried, I'm going to be buried with one of these bad boys. Is a Range Master. I absolutely love these things. They are the epitome of pedal making uh, in my eyes. And uh, the one I'm going to go for is the Copper Sound Broadway. I just got one of these maybe six weeks ago, and it is fabulous. I don't know if you've seen them before. It's like a Telecaster-looking pedal. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 We've had uh, we've had them on the show, and Alex we've, is, we tried that one, didn't we? He is yeah. such a great dude in the guitar community. Uh, is his his just approach to how he deals with the community at large uh, uh, is is great. He makes fantastic pedals. They sound 
amazing and and they look fantastic too oh he makes he makes a mean flashlight too that's right we've got the (laughs) he made his guitar knobs flashlights for our pedal boards it's it's awesome yeah i I seen them um i'm not gonna lie i'm a little bit jealous (laughs) um it's seafoam green as well with a payload uh scratch plate if you like oh that's cool yeah that's that's good i I mean i have it fade in the chain which uh which presents an issue with vintage germanium transistors, but the clean blend from the Tate effects kind of offsets that a little bit. So, yeah, it works really well. Was that a, uh, a like a custom um, combination that you got from him? No, no, I, I, I bought it from Reverb. Uh, I wanted one for the longest time. I'd spoke to him a couple of times about uh, a shell pink relic one because I'm a, I'm a huge shelving fanboy. It's like that's got to be the best color for the That okay, um, so that's a thing of it seems like it's a thing over there and that may be amplified from the guitar nerds because uh, they're always talking everything that they have to have is shell pink, like all of them. It's yeah, crazy. They're yeah. all like, you know, that's the only color that exists. <laughs> they love that color and I think that's kind of maybe that's just amplified the the love of shell pink. I don't know that it's as big over here. No. It doesn't feel like it is. No. Um, but I, it, so is that, is that true? Is that like the, the thing over there? Yeah. Well, I, do you know what? I think it must come from the guitar nerds because they're like, I mean, they started the GAK podcast way back when, and that was like the only thing the UK had like podcast wise or media wise. And it, and it was fabulous for what it was. And then it's developed into this amazing, you know, and I, I'd say it's the most popular one over here, along with the fret talk podcast then too. The guitar knobs, uh, sorry, the, the guitar nerds is kind of like the the prim and proper good boys podcast, if you like. Yeah. And the Brett Talk podcast is if you want some smut. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, we've had the pleasure of meeting up with oh, them, cool. and uh, they, uh, you know, it was it was great talking with them because they were. It's not a big giant guitar podcast world out there, so when you do meet up with the others that are doing it and doing it really well, and uh, we're all fans of that show. I, you know, we listen to all the episodes, so it was. It's funny because well, occasionally we'll get this, uh, even when someone, if we have a guest on the show, like we'll have people, we have to say, are you, are you still there? And they, they've literally said, oh, I, I thought I was listening to the show. <laughs> right. So when you, when you meet up with somebody that you're used to listening to and you know, you're standing right in front of him is like, this is weird. This is cool. And it's, but it's weird. Cause you're here and I'm hearing your voice, but you're standing right in front of me. So they were really great dudes. Well, uh, yeah, I think they just seem like real nice guys and down to earth and Joe Branton, he seems like the type of guy I want to go out on a weekend bender with, you know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for sure. For sure. Uh, haven't had the pleasure of meeting Joe, but hopefully someday um, our paths will cross, even though I'm sure he's going, no, 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 no. no. Keep him away. <laughs> Cease and desist. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that's cool. Um, now, our, hopefully you'll get to cross paths with uh, the Copper Sound team um, at some point because, uh, you know, uh, obviously you got a lot, of, a lot of love for that pedal and they're a great company. So, um, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Cool. What do you have for number four? Okay. So number four is a bit of a weird one. Uh, I went on a bit of a journey for a, uh, for flangey type courtesy effects. Um, now I really didn't like them for the longest time and I wanted to like them. Cause I, you know, it's just one of them effects that you've got to have. It's like a fashion type thing, isn't it? And I <laughs> wanted to like it so much and it just never did until I got hold of an Ibanez Prime Dual Chorus. So it's a PC-10. Okay. So one of the old effects. The 10s, um, yeah. So it says a dual chorus when really it's it's two pedals in one. The first pedal is a chorus, a two-knob chorus, and the, the second pedal is a four-knob flanger, but still labeled chorus. And uh-huh. uh, the, the foot switch can either turn a pedal on and off, but switch between the two, two settings, and it just... Whenever I A B this against any other chorus or flanger, it just sounds 3D compared to it. You know, it just sounds so much better. Um, and I couldn't live without this one now. I, d- I don't think they're particularly rare or anything, but um, it's just a, a fabulous pedal. You know, it's weird. The the 10 series Ibanez pedals, uh, For if you can sort of, if you're trying to figure out, well, I don't know what the 10 series pedals are. Uh, and know you've seen them. They have the the rubber 
uh, or it's a rubbery plastic foot pad that has um, di- uh, triangles on it. And uh, the the actual controls are like sunk down below the, the, the pedal height, uh, or the, the foot pad height. And they're old. They're from the 80s. Yeah. Um, and you can pick them up pretty much cheap, although they, they'll, they are harder to get a hold of now, and they are going up in price. I guess but, I better buy some before this podcast hits. But I, I mean, <laughs> I can't tell you how many people... I mean, I probably could. I could go back and find that out. But a lot of people have, have used the, the Series 10 pedal in the four on the floor. That, as far as an overarching brand and series go, might be actually in the lead. Well, to, to look at the pedals, they look cheap and plasticky and right. not made well. And, and, you know, the switches aren't great, to be fair. But when I picked the pedal up for the first time, I was like, what the heck? Because it's, it's solid metal and it's heavy. You know, it, it looks a lot more plasticky than it is. Yeah, yeah. So if you find one of those on Craigslist or Reverb and it's pretty cheap, um, go for it. Worst can happen is you have a pedal. <laughs> <laughs> Need a paperweight? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes. Um, okay, well, dude, that was great. A nice little four on the floor. That's a solid four on the floor. Yeah, excellent. Interesting pedals, too. Yeah, very interesting. Um, so uh, let's transition from there into the interview portion of this show. We have, yet again, I'm going to re-announce, we've got Joe Halliday from Hello Sailor Effects. Hello. Hello. <laughs> oh, how, so how did you uh, come up with the name Hello Sailor? Right, okay. So uh, originally, uh, I wanted to come up with something really edgy and cool that was, uh, that was to do with my life that was a bit personal or add something to do with reality as opposed to just a name. Um, and I've, I've spent the last 17 years in the Royal Navy, uh, so it was going to be something water-orientated or Navy or sea. However, uh, earlier on in my, my sailor days, I got this Hello Sailor tattoo on the front of my shoulder. That's like <laughs> been a bane of my life. It's like the most camp tattoo you've ever seen. Uh, and it, it says Hello Sailor around there, and I thought, Do you know what, that's going to be my badge. And that is now the Hello Sailor effects badge. Oh, that's hilarious. So it's the pinup. Yeah, yeah, the pinup. Well, hey, man, I, you got a thing. That's cool. Some people yeah. go mad trying to figure out a thing, and you're just like, yeah, it's this. Duh. <laughs> you, know? Um, you know, to do something, something like serious and, 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 you know, like sharp looking or whatever. And that's just not me. I'm a bit uh, lighthearted, if you will. So, uh, yeah, seems to fit. Interesting. So you you were in the Royal Navy for seventeen years. Still, still now. I've still got five years left to serve. Oh, Holy wow. moly! How are you building? How does that work? Because you're not building them. Are you on? He I only, don't know how this works. He only builds when the sea is calm. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I um, so basically, uh, 2017 is when I started rebuilding again. So I had maybe a three year layoff where you know life got in the way and I didn't I didn't really take it seriously and then. The end of 2017, I come back from nine months out in the Gulf, and I was like, I'm going to give this a real go. Um, and since then, I've been building while I've been on watch, out on operations at sea, at home on leave. Um, I have, you know, a, a little pack of all my components and, and soldering kit and stuff that's, that's small enough and robust enough to go around everywhere. And generally, if I build a pedal that's somewhere interesting, I'll write it on the inside of the pedal, you know, built Jordan operations off the coast of wherever wow. well, that's, that's really cool again. that's you know, super um, cool so the, i don't know how much you've seen on instagram there's, there's a pedal on there called the thunder child which is like a four stage overdrive that was built for a guy called everett and joseph uh, he's an artist in the uk like a metal type artist and i built this pedal over three months of away on out on operations uh i'm not sure i can say where so i'm not going to and it, Basically, I built I built this pedal while I was off watch. So I do twelve hours work, and then you're meant to sleep for twelve hours, eat or whatever. And I would put my thinking cap on and go and squiddle away. And it took me forever to get this pedal right, but it was all done in between work, watches, and life on board the warship. And it turned out really good, uh, if I do say so myself. That's fantastic, boy! It's a good thing you're not a submariner. I know. 
<laughs> a big, I a, a big dude on a, cause I imagine you're pretty, you're, you're, you're a, a, a larger fella. Yeah. Yeah. Well, not in height. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he's, he's short for his weight like me. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, that would be difficult to do. <laughs> building, building pedals, a big guy building, building pedals in a submarine. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. So, yeah, so most of my pedals, I, I mean, I'm, I've got five years left to do in, in the Navy, which I'm trying to see all my time before, uh, before doing pedals full time. Hopefully that's the goal. Wow. Wow. So you're going to be a, an admiral? No, I'm, I'm a petty officer, but I pick up my chiefs in about two months time. So it's all good. That's fantastic. All right. So you're going to, you know what, when that happens, you got to do a commemorative pedal for that. Do you know what? I've already been putting plans in motion for that. Ah, uh, awesome. Some sort of chiefs cap badge or something on the front. Uh, something along those lines. I was thinking. Wow. So, um, the pedal you sent our way, was that built out at, uh, out at sea? Oh, uh, no. Well, see, for the next, I've, I've been teaching in the Royal Navy's engineering school for a year now, and I've got one more year left before I, I, I go back to sea as a, as a chief on a ship. So I'm t- teaching hydraulics, which has nothing to do with uh, electrics. So that's helpful. But uh, yeah, so I've got another year uh, back at home in Portsmouth teaching. Wow. Interesting. Do you miss not being out at sea? Uh, no. Uh, I, I, <laughs> <laughs> Tell us how you really feel. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't, I know. I, know. <laughs> I was in the military myself, so I, and I've, uh, you know, rubbed elbows with plenty of sailors and, and people of the such. Uh, so yeah, I, I understand where you're coming from. Yeah, in my younger days, this was amazing. This was—I I come from a council estate in Liverpool, without any qualifications, and joined the navy on a whim because one of my friends joined and quit and said it was too hard. And I said, "I bet you I could do it." <laughs> and my mum like, <laughs> oh, was my, great. My mum said, "You know, you you can't take any illegal substances. You you can't. You know, I, I was an absolute tear away." And I said, "No, I'm going to do it." And my plan was to pass the training and then leave just to say to my mate. I, I did it. There you go. Right. And then 17 years later, here I am, still in. Wow, well, that, that worked out for you. Then. I'm sure it's very beneficial, though, to you know put a career in in uh, in yeah. that field, though, right? Well, so, so my actual um, engineering subject is refrigeration. So cooling systems for weapons and and domestic refrigeration wow. is, is my specialization. That's pr- but, that's um, pretty interesting. That doesn't really help with the battles. <laughs> that's so interesting. I love just hearing there's. Everybody always has such an interesting backstory. Thank you for sharing that, man. That's really cool. Really, no cool. it's really cool. So, um, how did how did you uh, get into uh, starting building pedals? Okay, so I, I had my first valve amp, which was a, an orange tiny Terra, fantastic amps they are, by the way. Um, it, it stopped working, and it turns out warships run off domestic. I mean, in the UK, we have two hundred and thirty volts. I think you guys are a one ten or one fifteen, are you? So. Whatever it takes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever it takes, Sullivan. Uh, then, we, we run off 230, but warship domestic is 240 volts because oh. it's easier to produce. Uh, and I imagine the Royal Navy is real cheap anyway. That's easy to make, so we'll do, we'll do that. So anyway, it, it burns out the, the fuse of my amplifier. And I was like, what the heck is going on here? And I'm too cheap to pay 50 pounds to have a, an amp guy look at it. So I literally... Uh, borrowed a meter off the electrical guys and taught myself how to use it, traced traced the amp, and then eventually found that it was at the beginning, the fuse. And I was like, oh, that's cool. I'm, I'm going to build myself an amp. And to build an amp, I thought maybe I better start somewhere smaller and go for the pedal. So I built a pedal, and that turned into two, and then three, and then carried on. And then up until this year, I, I never built the amp. I, I, I just stuck with pedals. And you have an amp in the works, or you've or you've made one? Oh, yeah. Uh, so I think you guys, I was looking this up before because I think it was episode 127, I want to say, but I don't know, where uh, you were talking about, you know, if you've got something that you want to do, just do it. Don't wait about, don't, you know, just have a crack at it. And, you know, most of the guys who come on your show say, I just had to go at it and look where I am now. And I thought, you know what? I'm building that amplifier. Yeah, nice. So I, uh, I, I built myself a brown face deluxe. A six G three, okay. Circuit. Yeah, 
Wow. I'm absolutely in love of it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so I, 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 I had a, a 98 Les Paul Custom, which was like my baby. And on a whim, I sold it to, to fund this amp, amp project. Uh, I, I do miss the guitar, however, I like the amp more. <laughs> so I bought all the bits and, uh, and went for it. And now I've got this perfect uh, brown face. Wow. That's inspiring, man. Thank you for sharing that. Um, it's, it's so cool to hear feedback. Like, you know, when we're just, we're just talking and stuff, but you know, things, sometimes things are clicking and, and then you got a guy building an app just cause you know, someone said you should do it. That's cool. I love nice. that. Excellent. I've, I've had so many people say we need some hello sailor amps. Like I've had maybe three or four orders and I'm not, I'm not au fait enough uh, with amp building to charge people and to do it uh, properly, if you will. But, uh, but definitely, that, that may be an area to go to in the future because it, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot more dangerous, which makes it more fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, especially especially when the seas are rolling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So for the longest time, I, I finished building the amp, and for maybe a few hours, I sat looking at it without turning it on because, you know, once the capacitors are charged, there's lethal voltage inside even when you remove the power. And I was really worrying about it. And my wife said, how is that different to where? And I said, well, you know, these can go up to whatever voltage, maybe 400 volts. And she said, well, what is, what's the voltage in where? I said 750 volts DC. And said, well, what's the difference then? Like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just because I built it, maybe. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> so, yeah. Wow. That's... <laughs> Uh, well, that is pretty cool. So yeah, you, now you got to now you have to design the amp, right? Yeah, well, I think next step is to to put a tube reverb in there and uh, and and go from there. Maybe that's awesome. Have you been thinking about uh, being able to roll like several of those out? Obviously, you can't do that at sea. So that's I would imagine that's something you have to do once you get out, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, once once I've left the navy, I can put some some real time into it. Oh, um, and there's so many great guys out there building so many better products that I couldn't compete price wise yet. Um, I'd like to do it properly, you know. Yeah, we'll see. But that that's the thing. You, I, is it? Do you need to compete? Well, I don't, I don't want to put everything into this one uh, part part of building, and when I could be developing pedals when. There's so many things you can do with a pedal yeah. uh, compared to, well, in my eyes, compared to an amp. There's, you know, so many different combinations of pedals out there already that you can mash up and, and, and build bigger pedals, if you will. Um, yeah. yeah. You, you bring up an interesting point, though, it, which is there are so many pedals that can do all kinds of things, right? But when it comes down to it, the person who's looking for a pedal also knows that so it's not like nobody's buying the pedals or people that are buying the pedals because they uh you know they're like well this one there's not another thing that does this it's there most people are buying them because that particular one does something specific for them or that they have an affinity for the brand from which it comes yeah exactly and I'd like to think that people who buy pedals from me don't just buy a pedal from me and then that's it. I like them to get in touch, you know, send me demos, chat gear, talk about anything guitar related. And, and I find myself chasing people up and asking, you know, how did you get on? What did it fit in your rig? Did and just generally talking uh, guitar gear. I find, I find that my my social media uh, is is full of people that I'm now friends with through they purchase gear from me and now we speak regularly about. You know, are they buying this amp? Are they buying that amp? Oh, look what I've got new. And, and I see it as, as that sort of thing as opposed to, you know, uh, someone's bought a pedal off me because they like the pedal and then that's the end of it. Wow. Uh, that's very cool, man. Very cool indeed. So let's talk about um, <laughs> what's your, what do you think is your flagship pedal? No, not, no, pun, uh, no pun intended. I didn't mean to, that to be shippy. <laughs> What a shippy okay, joke. So, <laughs> yeah. The, the, the top of the range pedal or the, the pedal that's got the most interest is the Kossoff drive. Um, it's basically just my take on a Plexi, um, which has been done to death, really. But Paul Kossoff is my absolute all-time favorite guitarist. So I, I obviously went for his sound, which uh, 
you know, I either did or didn't get close to. But I've recently uh, put that in the same enclosure as a range master, and that's now called the free range. So uh, that, that I'd say that's probably going to be my, my flag, flagship pedal, if you will. And is that the one that's the pinup on it? Uh, I've only built one at the minute. It's got a picture of Paul on the front of it. But it's basically the, the left-hand side is a Kossoff drive. So we've got the... Oh, the yeah, three. okay. I got you. We, we're looking it up yeah. right now. Yeah, and then the right-hand side is one of my is one of my range masters with a input transformer and a three-position EQ switch. Um, and, and I think that is going to be my, uh, my flagship pedal. Very from cool. now on but before that it was definitely the Kossoff drive so on the new and, and I even actually managed to get a Kossoff drive in the hands of the guy who owns Paul Kossoff's 59 Les Paul o- over your side of the pond really well that's yeah, cool yeah so one of the first ones I built Kossoff drives uh, a guy got into a trivia and just said I'd like to buy one and usually people have a thousand questions and you know we talk out the pedal the artwork and stuff and he's just blase, paid me the money, and that was the end of it. So, well, that's weird. Then I built the pedal, sent it away. And then he sent me a picture of it back on top of Paul Kossoff's Les Paul. And <laughs> it, I've since followed him on Instagram, and he's a big uh, big vintage guitar collector out in, in the US, and he, he owns a Kossoff drive, one of the first ones. That's so awesome. that, that's, that's pretty cool. Very cool. Absolutely. Uh, what, uh, so you, you, got the, you got a lot of drive stuff going on. Are you, uh, are you just kind of... You feel like your sweet spot is the drives, or you're going to branch out a bit? Well, I, I have branched out a bit uh, in the past, so I've built a couple of chorus pedals, which are still refining. I mean, they were good, but they're still not like the end where I want to go with it. So I've built a few of them uh, for friends, and also I built a a dual delay for uh, the same guy that owns the Thunderchild, uh, Everything Joseph. He, he wanted this crazy delay pedal. That is like two analog delays where they can either both go into the front of your amp or switch a switch, and it, it, the second delay goes through into the effects return. Um, and basically, uh, it's four knob delay, so you've got blend, uh, delay time, delay level, and um, amount of repeats. So there's eight knobs in total. <laughs> so I built this one monster delay that took so long, and I was like, wow, I'm staying away from them for a while. Eight knobs? Yeah, so it's, it's basically two two delay pedals in the same enclosure with the option to put one in the amp's effects loop and one in the front, or both of them in the front of the amp. Whoa. Absolutely Ooh, crazy. That and is. It, took, it took so much time. To, so you come up with this cool, cool concept of uh, the Red October, you know, the old submarine. Uh, and the film. You come yeah. up with a concept, you got the blueprints for that submarine, the Red October, and we put that on as the artwork and, uh, and painted it red and we did some sort of Russian um, style Soviet uh, text on it and stuff. It just turned out really well, but it took so long. I thought maybe I'll build a few more of them in the future, but only as custom orders. Wow. Red October, uh, that's a great idea. But, but I'm sat at my, looking at my pedal board now and I've I've got a tuner and a reverb and everything else. Uh, sorry, a tuner, a reverb, and my dual chorus, everything else. And the whole thing is a drive pedal. So <laughs> I'm just addicted to drive pedals. Yeah. And it's lots of them that do the same thing, but why not? Yeah, but they all they, they do the same thing, yes, but it, the, everything does it just a little bit different. And affinity for having it or the brand that's the collector mentality man you know that exactly yeah. yeah so they make you play differently and i don't care if it's the same pedal in a different color it's going to make me play differently because exactly. I, I you know exactly. i hear with my eyes i'm happy with that <laughs> yeah that's what jared says all the time speaking of jared he's got a quick question here so about your future uh here in the united states if if you serve 20 years you know you can retire and usually uh, service people that had done 20 years and retired, they usually go out and they do a career that they've always wanted to do. Uh, cause of, you know, um, it just works out that way. So my question to you is, is this something you're going to dive into a lot more, um, after, um, you're, you're done serving? This is definitely the way I want to go. I'm what I'm working towards. Um, however, the next five years are going to be the test. I've, I've given myself five years to make this a viable option. Mm. And if it is, I'm going for it. And if it isn't, 
you know, there's a lot of money in refrigeration engineering, so I'll do this on the side and engineer. But, but yeah, definitely, this is something that I want to uh, make a thing. Yeah, awesome. Uh, and if my wife's listening, I'm definitely going to get a normal job. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, man, thank you so much for sharing all this stuff with us. Uh, it's It's been a real treat hearing your, your backstory and the things that motivate you. Um, you know, from a, from a small builder's perspective, you've, you've taken such great steps to, to ensure that you're doing something that you're proud of, that you're doing something that people love and that is unique. I mean, whether it's the presentation or the, just a little tweak on, on circuits and stuff, um, you know, you've got something really unique out there. So, um, I appreciate your effort and the fact that you're doing it and giving it your all, man. Thanks very much, mate. You're welcome. Uh, we are going to uh, segue into our awesome little segment called Would You Rather? This week's Would You Rather. You're at a concert, a Joan Jett concert. Who? Joan Jett. She's awesome. So you're at the concert. And you have a backstage pass. You go backstage, and Joan Jett's feeling quite generous. Why, Tony? Well, I think she wants to give you one of her guitars. Mm-hmm. The guitar. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, there could be a couple different things. So the guitar, the white guitar, the melody maker that we all have seen and said, what the heck is that? So if you go back in time, uh, it's uh, it was obviously a refinished 1965 Gibson Melody Maker. Uh, it has a tunematic bridge and, t- and uh, tailpiece like a Les Paul. It also has two humbuckers yep. and four controls set up like a Les Paul. Now, interestingly, that guitar, that very guitar, belonged to Eric Carmen from a little pop group from cleveland called the raspberries and all of the big hits and that was his one of his touring guitars uh it was that particular guitar it started off life as a pelham blue two pickup single coil two single coil pickups uh he had it refinished had it routed had the tunematic tailpiece put on it and um so a lot of the work was done before Joan got her hands on it. Mm-hmm. Now, I think when she got it, she put a Dirty Fingers uh, Gibson pickup in yep. it, and that became her, really her signature sound. So she was looking for a guitar that apparently was lighter than the Les Paul that she oh, was playing man, at the those time. Those were heavy. And uh, the roadie from uh, from the Raspberries, I think his name was Doogie, uh, became Joan Jett's roadie. And through a, a series of events, and I think Eric Carmen was selling off gear, uh, she was able to purchase that same guitar. So that guitar has tons and tons of mojo. Yeah. Um, but back to you, Jared. So what are the options? That's a pretty iconic guitar. That, that, that is like a holy grail. Yes. So would you rather have that guitar that Tony just explained about for a good long while, which is <laughs> the, very specific, the white conversion, which is pretty awesome. Very iconic. Or... Would you rather have her mint Pelham Blue 65 Melody Maker all stock before it was all uh, modified to what it is now? Would you rather have that same guitar in original condition before modified by anybody? That is the question. All right. What is the answer? Yeah. Tony. Uh, I mean, that's this is easy. I'm just going with the the the, the Joan Jet. Well, actually, the Eric Carmen slash Joan Jet conversions are what made that guitar. Mm-hmm. Um, melody makers in general don't. They were student guitars, so they were they were not really set up to play like a Les Paul and things like that. The horns are the major difference. So the horns are much smaller up through like 64 mm-hmm. and then 65, like they, they kind of shot out. And, um, and that would have had that maestro vibrato on it, which is, in my opinion, uh, one of the worst vibratos ever made. Uh, I'll just say it. Um, a lot of people that have those, they either take them off or they just, it has like a, basically a wraparound bridge tailpiece on it. So the, they just bypass the whole thing. The tuners 
that they had back then didn't help either. Oh, the strip tuners? Yeah. yeah, the whole thing. So I think the conversion that Eric Carmen had done, including painting it white, which was kind of cool, um, made the guitar a better instrument. So, well, I, I, and I'm a fan of Pelham Blue, but I think the, the, what was done to that guitar actually made it a little more uh, rock and roll friendly, shall we say. So I'm going with that. Gotcha. I like it. Joe, how about yourself? I'm going for the beat-up, battle-scarred one, because it's like myself. I had a good life. <laughs> <laughs> so that's going to be the uh, the white conversion, right? Yeah, the conversion, the one that's got a bit of character to it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Jared? You know, as much as I would enjoy having all the creativity to myself, having you know, modded after I get it. Uh, because, you know, as a student guitar, it wouldn't bother me as much to do so. Uh, and plus, not only that, you know, in, in vintage terms, uh, 1965 is pretty much the beginning of the end of the golden vintage era that are really sought after. So as much as, again, as much as I would love to, you know, change all that myself, I would have the iconic police after me. And, and want to bust my doors down and crucify me for messing with Joan Jett's, you know, guitar. I got gotcha. it. You know what I'm saying? So I'm definitely going with, you know, the modified, the white guitar with the dirty uh, See, I had, you yeah. I had you pegged for a pulse. No, you switched. I, yeah. I, I, did. I did because of the terms and... and and I have a ton of respect for Joan Jett and what she's done for the punk world. Yeah. Nice. Well, all right. Todd, um, I don't we, even think we have to ask no, you. Uh, I'm going white. So part of the reason <laughs> that we brought this up is because when we were talking about this at dinner, Jared was steadfast on going Pelham Blue. And I we was. couldn't believe it. We're like, what? Not the Pelham <laughs> Blue isn't nice, but he just he loves Pelham Blue. And I slept on it. Yeah. He slept, he slept on the guitar? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, that's unanimous. Um, we it's can stuck all, on my side. <laughs> we can Ouch. all appreciate the contribution uh, that she's made to the rock and roll world. Totally. And, and, uh, and I mean, who wouldn't want... It's and an don't forget guitar. Eric Carmen. You know, no, come I, on, no, I'm not forgetting him, but I, I'm focused you're, you're, on Joan. I know, but you're, you're forgetting Eric. I'm not. I just Eric, said, if you're listening, we love we you. We just said his name three times. He's I still alive? Did, did he appear in front of yeah. us? <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, okay. Uh, hey, real quick. Uh, Joe, where can people, before we get into our, um, our uh, little last segment, wh uh, where can people find you? Oh, people can find me mainly on Instagram, uh, Hello Sailor Effects, or uh, on Facebook. I've also got a reverb shop or store, as you guys say. Uh, if people just get in touch through through any of their mediums and if you don't mind I'd like to offer any of the listeners a 20% discount on anything I sell wow effects pedals guitars through either Instagram Facebook or Reverb just message me get in touch mention uh, the podcast and, I, and I'll keep that going right the way up until Christmas Eve that's amazing alright so All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to reiterate that uh 20% off anything in Hello Sailor's uh, reverb store, okay? And that means what he's selling, guitar, he hasn't mentioned guitars, gear, pedals, whatever he's doing. You're going to get 20% off if you get in contact with him uh, via his, his, you know, all the various ways to get in contact and mention the guitar knobs, okay? So there's not a code, so don't look for a code. You got to get <laughs> in touch with Joe and make a friend, all right, make friends with Joe, and he's going to give you the friend <laughs> discount. That's right. All right, secret handshake. That's awesome. It's Thank you for school, that. That's man. super generous, man. We really appreciate it. Yep. Uh, and anything that we can do to help people get a hold of the boutique builders gear is, uh, I mean, that's that's special. It's good stuff. Tony Baloney. Yes. Bring it home, Daddy-O. All right. This point of the show, we like to thank a special group of people who help make the podcast possible. We really, I mean, honestly, we could not do this without, with help from, from our patrons on it's Patreon. Um, it's, it's, you know, whether you get in on the, uh, one of the lower levels or all the way up to an upper level, every 
dollar is appreciated. It really is. It does help offset our costs. So thank you in advance. Uh, if you go over to patreon.com forward slash the guitar knobs, you can see if there are a couple different levels that you can participate in. Uh, each level has its own special selection of prizes and fun stuff, swag, if you will. Yep. Uh, barefoot buttons, guitar picks, stickers, t-shirts. t-shirts, you name it. It's all there. But when you become an executive producer, you get all of that stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. all of it. A big pile. But in addition, Jared, what happens? You get to have your name right on the thing. And that's what I'm going to do right now. That's right. So thank you. Extra big thanks to our executive producers. Doug Gann, Tim Nowak, John Esterly, Chris Heidel, Tyg Harmon, Tyler Bray, John Anglin, Anthony Lanthrop, Johnny Knowles, Stefan Lom, Rick Lenglou, Michael McVeigh, Michael Senchuk, Brian Robison, Jonathan Jerusik, Ken Sayers, Corey Nigro, Brad Partridge, Michael Van Zant, Doug Christ, Darren Gregory, Chris Kearney, Sean S. John Daly, Martin Cliff, and Tom Barazin. Oh, My man. man. I'm going to punch you in the throat. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I think I got stuck there for a yeah, second. You did. <laughs> hey, everybody. Thank you so much. And uh, keep, keep, uh, keep the support coming. We, we truly appreciate you. Yep. Uh, gentlemen, this has been a blast. Tony, where can people get in touch with you? You know, if you want a special pick guard, a custom pick guard, something you're changing out pickups, all that fun stuff, go over to Pick Guardian dot com uh there'll be all my contact information some general information about pick guards if you want to see some of the projects i've been working on you can go over to instagram to uh pick guardian and the number one great jared if you are in need of some uh, guitar pickups or you just you want to change your sound your tone or you want to to look more vintage correct or whatever may have you. Or maybe you want to take an old Melody Maker and turn it into a Joan Jett model. I'm all for it. I can do the Buford T Buckers, which is a version of the Dirty Fingers. Uh-huh. Get a hold of me. Jared, J-A-R-E-D, at brandwompickups.com. Go to the website. Search around. Do you do rewinds, too? I do. I do rewinds a uh, pretty quick turnaround at a low cost. Well, all right. Todd, how about you? Well, you can get a hold of me, Todd, at theguitarnobs.com. Shoot me an email. Tell us what your uh, would you rather is. We would love to hear that. Or just share why you're listening. We get a lot of uh, messages about that. And uh, if you want to just give a digital high five, we really appreciate it and love hearing from you guys. Uh, You can also shoot me a direct message on Instagram and we will read it. Uh, So, all right. It has been a blast talking to you, Mr. Joe Halliday. Thanks very much. Uh, continued luck with your uh, Hello Sailor brand and your pedals and your amp. And uh, out on the high seas, stay safe so you can come back and make more pedals for us. Thanks very much. This has been absolutely surreal. I literally build pedals listening to your podcast constantly. <laughs> and it's just weird being on. So uh, thanks very much for the opportunity. I appreciate it. You bet. Uh, all right, everybody. Have a fantastic guitar weekend. Subscribe. Yeah. 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 I can now Tony's laughing at me. Hang on. Hello, uh, sailor. Yeah, we're getting hungry. We were doing this. I appreciate you bringing the donuts for me. I'm going to take them home. Well, that's it for these knobs. Please visit our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash the guitar knobs. Visit our website at theguitarknobs.com for all of our past episodes, four on the floor blog, and other good stuff. You can connect with us on social too at our Facebook page and share your gear and stories on our Facebook group. Also, be sure to check out our Instagram at guitar knobs. Catch you next time.